Welcome to America Unplugged. I'm Tony Arterburn. I am one of your hosts. Billy Ray Valentine is teaching a seminar on levitating. <laughs> He'll be back uh, next weekend for sure. I'm joined by the legendary Don Jeffries. Always a pleasure to see you, Don. How are you, sir? Oh, it's always a pleasure, Tony. I remember just uh, doing my own show yesterday that you produced. So it's it's, it's great to, to hit you back to back here. Well, this is one of those uh, occasions when we get to do the Don and Tony show every once in a while. Billy's not here and we don't have another <laughs> guest. So I decided, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that the third guest on America Unplugged will be all of you uh, on the mm -hmm. Rockfin chat. I'll be monitoring the Rockfin chat. And then um, maybe after the first couple of stories that Don and I cover, we'll open up the phone lines. And this will be a first. And this is uh, obviously, too. A bit of an experiment, so if it doesn't go go hundred uh, percent, I'm going to take full responsibility in advance if it doesn't go uh, our way. But we will be opening up the phone line, so stand by for that. So, Don, you and I were talking off air, and uh, you mentioned a story that uh, Tucker Carlson had uh, covered, I believe, yesterday, and yeah. I just looked into it while we were uh, going over the show notes. This is a very strange story, and this is right up the alley of America Unplugged. Uh, so this is this is one of the stories. Huge explosion and raging fire as a plane crashes into a food factory. And now uh, what you had mentioned is that Tucker Carlson was talking about two different incidents, <laughs> like separate, separate yeah. stories of planes flying into food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this is amazing. I mean, there's and when you couple that with the myriad of, uh, of, of uh, food storage facilities that have gone up in flames. There's been a lot of fires. I think even the mainstream media has talked about it. Tucker Carlson is the mainstream. And, uh, you know, when you consider that Joe Biden and all the other, you know, authorities out there, our leaders are mentioning constantly this you know, food shortage, food shortage, we're going to have food shortage. And we know, as I've talked about since the days of Huey Long, when Huey Long was ranting and raving about this, you know, almost a century ago, he was castigating the, the American government for uh, destroying food and getting rid of food when you know, millions were starving, as he said. Uh, now, if, if we really are experiencing possible food stores, why are, are they still getting rid of any food? And they are still doing it. It's part of the it's been, that's been agricultural policy again for a century. And if anybody can make any sense of that, it tell me what it is. I'd love to sit in a meeting with these people and, you know, why are you getting rid of food when you have, you know, people that are hungry? And again, it's a, I don't know about you, Tony, but I was raised it was it was a sin to waste food. You know, when I was like, finish your dinner, it's a sin to waste your food. I don't think anybody says that anymore now. But so obviously our government is a sinning quite a bit just on that alone. But the idea that at, right after they say it, all these fires start occurring and, you know, two planes hit it, I mean, you know, it looks like somebody really wants us to have a food storage. I, I don't know how that could be coincidental. I, yeah, it, in no way is that coincidental. I mean, it's it, you look at the uh, controlled demolition of the economy going back to, to 2020, all of these supply chain shortages, everything that's that's been disrupted on our, what we call on-time delivery, you, all tracks back to this emergency. But this is all over the world. And uh, very, you know, something very sinister and strange happening in Shanghai. I know you've been watching that too. It's hard for me to even understand what is going on when you're talking about like the the lockdowns that uh, China is imposing for the Omicron variant, right? And it's just what 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 the hell is actually happening? 
But no, you know, I think this coincides with it's it's a manufactured austerity that we're going through. Yes, there has been you know previous generations food scarcities, depressions, all that. But this is on purpose and by design. Like they're cutting off our supply of food, cutting off the on-time delivery, um, and then you have these um, organizations like the IMF. I'm going to put this on the screen. I think this really goes with the story that you brought up. And again, if we find more out, ladies and gents, about these two plane crashes into food storage <laughs> plants, well, I mean, that's all we know is that the the headlines did drop. And I don't. I mean, that is by no way a coincidence at all um this is the imf now warning that food supply shortages will create waves of social unrest across the globe now this is the international monetary fund now again uh the shortages are caused by the bankers <laughs> Short the wars are caused by the bankers they're signaling telling you about future austerity future uh shortages um and you should pay attention because they, well, again, they're making this happen, and it's up to us to prepare for these crises that are of the of the bankers making. What do you think about what do you think about these organizations like the IMF coming out and even telling people, and, and it's the Biden administration as well? And I can't confirm this. I've had people reach out to me and say that they're giving credits for people who buy emergency supplies. I don't know if food's on there. But I have had had this read back to me, like uh, ba batteries and first aid kits. This is from the Biden administration. I think there's like a tax a tax break for really. Certain. I want I wonder if I can get that for a backup generator because I, <laughs> I think backup would... generators are on there too, Don. Yeah, I'll have oh, to get I, you the list. Yeah, that'd, that'd be that'd be that'd be cool. I, but yeah, I, I think that obviously you listen when these people talk, and they're uh, <clears throat> it's not because they're brilliant, but uh, they're you know they're they're letting you know what's going on, and they're. They're telling you what's going to happen. And again, nobody is questioning this. That uh, Nobody's talking about, okay, why would we have a food shortage? Again, it's just one crisis after another. This is permanent dystopia that they're putting on us. They want us to be in a perpetual state of fear. And they've given up their traditional uh, <clears throat> foreign hobgoblins. You know, they, you, have, you have Putin there, but... We've all dealt with that for for you know well over a hundred years. This endless series of foreign hobgoblins, as, yeah. uh, as H.O. Mencken put it. But now, you know, when you're having this, uh, you talked about Shanghai being locked down again. And again, no one's question. I think I'm the only one, and none of the renegade backers are even pointing that out. I don't. I don't know much about it, but I do know enough from having talked to these people early on before they became rock stars, and they, they you know, they they were they would explain that you know the reason it's called. COVID-19, it's because it's the 2019 strain. So we're 2022 now. So we should have at least two other strains after that, COVID-20 and COVID-21. What happened to them? And how is COVID-19 still here? I mean, this is this is like uh, <clears throat> the Superman of viruses. How is it still there? And why is it, you know, why is Shanghai experiencing uh, a, a tremendous, uh, you know, increase or whatever, a tremendous threat? It's spring hits. Yeah, viruses burn out in the spring. You didn't, I mean, this you talk about science. Everybody is just abandoning uh, the history of viruses, the history of it, and no one's questioning it. And they're just saying, yeah, well, it's always going to be here. You don't get rid of your mask. You might need them again. And and now, in addition to this, apparently you're going to be food shortages. Maybe they'll blame that on COVID. I don't know. But, you know, why, what is the reason why we're having, and again, no one analyzes this. Why would we have a shortage of food? And especially considering 
you still have that policy of destroying food, which you've been doing for you know, almost 100 years. And the Tui Long ran it about way back when. So how, why would you be getting rid of any food if there's a food shortage? And why would there be a food shortage? And it, you know, Prove to me why you could maybe say there's uh, you know, delivery issues or whatever, again, because they always blame it on that. But I, I don't know how you can do that when the trucker the trucker convoy here was a, a big nothing burger because people are terrified of the being like the January 6th political prisoners. So not, they can't blame it on that. So exactly. Maybe, you know, Tony, I don't know what, what are they, when they're saying there's going to be food stores and the IMS is saying it, the Biden administration, exactly. How, they, you have to have, or maybe you don't, I guess the public is so stupid now that you literally don't have to have any reason at all. You know, if they say, you know, the sun's not going to rise tomorrow, you know, and not give you a reason, you know, so, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's basically where this is. We're going to have a food shortage. Okay. Explain why, why would we have a food shortage? And, and uh, this really distresses me because, you know, we, we <clears throat> stocked up for a while <clears throat> on uh, with extra food, but uh, now we should have obviously had more and we don't have enough storage to do it. I mean, I should have got an extra freezer or something, but my wife was looking at soup in the, in the store the other day, and just soup has gone up to $4 a can. Yes. Used to be able yeah. to get 10 cans for a dollar on sale. It's like, and that's like the, you know, the, the most basic, you know, prime level thing. If you can't get that, I, I mean, so I don't know how, and again, I think this, there's no uh, coincidence here that they're doing that on purpose because they don't, I guess they want people to starve. I don't, I, I really don't know. Maybe it's another way to to call the population but uh it's, it's we're just being ruled by absolute monsters and there's nobody opposing them nobody's saying you know what, what can we can we just experience you know a few months here without a crisis you know this, this they've decided to go into non-stop uh red you know red terror alert or whatever this a non-stop one crisis after another and they just switch from one thing to the next without blinking and the public just swallows it up they don't they don't have any um uh, you know, a tolerance for this. I mean, it, at some point it should build up and you just say, wait a minute. Uh, or are we ever going to be, you know, it's, it's one thing to be a perpetual war, but now again, as I've said, this is world war three, the governments of the world are at, they're at war with the people. And this proves it right now. You know what? We're going to, we're going to, you know, take food away from you because it's a food shortage. And I've said many times, Tony, and I was telling my son before the show that uh, the only reason that we're allowed to breathe for free is because they can't figure out a way to suck the oxygen out and make you pay for it. Because they, re believe me, they resent that. They don't want the useless eaters out there you know, taking up their oxygen. They hate that idea. And uh, this proves it because they don't definitely don't want you eating. So they're going to, we may see strict rations. Who knows? I mean, I guess maybe one good byproduct, maybe obese America will lose weight. I don't know. But uh, I, I can't think of any other uh, silver lining here. Well, it's a it, you know, you really break this down by looking at it as the ultimate dependency. I mean, you can wave out, you know, the uh, basic income, universal basic income, the UBI. You can say, well, you'll get this. You know, you just sign on the dotted line here. This is what yeah. you have to do. But at the ultimate dependency, if you create uh, shortages, artificial shortages, and you're starving people out, you're going to get a lot of people in lockstep with your agenda by saying we're the source of food. And I think that, to me, makes a lot more sense. I mean, China is always the test model. Uh, and again, uh, biometric uh, surveillance, all of that. 
uh, going back to China, looking at what happened in, it with with COVID and on the lockdowns and like welding people into their houses. And then, you know, our elite said, we could do that. We, you know, <laughs> China did a great job. And you have Justin Trudeau praising the, the communist Chinese saying, well, their their basic dictatorship allows them to turn their economy around on a dime. They want that type of control. And I think uh, one of the ways you would get that ultimate control would be with the food, Don. Yeah, absolutely. And they, 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 uh, like I said, they, they resent us being able to breathe. They haven't been able to do that. I was telling my son today too, is that, you know, if anybody alive 50 years ago, the idea, you know, if I was a kid or something that, that if someone had told me in the future, you know, you're, you're a thriving industry is going to be the water industry. People are going to be buying water. I mean, no, no one alive at that time would have believed it. Maybe a few elitists that was already in the planning stages, or whatever. But, and, it gets, and what is this problem, reaction, solution, Tony? Because our water is in such polluted condition, because they put fluoride in it. No one talks about fluoride anymore. Lead, all the other crap that's in there. I mean, why do you, do you see any politician anywhere that has ever advocated? You know what? We need to make giant filtration systems built on you know built on the ones that Alex Jones and so many other people sell. So that we can have pure water, which should be what we're drinking anyhow. Let's take all the crap out of it. I don't see one person advocating. Of course, that would kill the water industry. You know, the people at, uh, you know, uh, at Sani and, you know, Deer Park and everything would be upset. But hey, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a stupid industry. Water should be free. And so I really resent, you know, I mean, we all drink water bottles and everything. And it's, it's, but it's insane, really. I mean, and it's the only reason we have to do it is because... They have giant filtration systems already. I don't know what they take out of the water and we leave all the crap in, but take everything out, any of the filter systems that you buy for your home or, you know, even picture, picture, uh, pictures of filter that have filters in them like, like we have. And uh, I don't understand why there's no one. You don't see anybody. And again, this is where environmentalism, back before it was climate change, when they were environmentalists, those are the people that would have been concerned about that. But at least we can expect you're concerned about being able to fish somewhere or swim in rivers and lakes that are polluted, and you should be. But you should definitely be concerned about being able to drink water. But now, you know, that's why it's 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 be an established industry. Nobody questions it at all. And you're still considered a kook as you were at the time, uh, 60 years ago, when they first put fluoride in the water. You watch that movie, Dr. Strangelove, which a lot of people like. And it has some good points, but there's a, a, a point in there where Dr. Strange, like one of the characters, is being ridiculed for talking about fluoride in the water. So yeah, even at the time. Jack D. Ripper. Yeah, Jack yeah. D. Ripper. So, yeah, so, well, there's lots of people besides Jack D. Ripper <laughs> that don't want something that has a poison yeah. sign on it. Yeah, that's right. I take the fluoride out of the water. And I, I like distilled water, too. And, you know, he was talking about only drinking distilled liquors. It, it was it was uh, made to um, to cast people that want no, no toxins in their water as crazy. Yes. You know, yes. And it's another, see, I used to think too, that where's the profit? You know, if you get, if you gave the, the masses of people clean drinking water, there's no profit in that. Well, you know, we've learned a great lesson in the last few years. Not everything is about profit. I mean, a lot of these companies could be making a lot more money if they turned yes. everything back on and they, and they yeah. favored, uh, freedom and getting out of these lockdowns, but the big companies didn't do that. So I, I, I look at this now, Don, and I say, it's not about profit. Where's the power in giving yeah. people a clean drinking water, taking that fluoride out, taking all these toxins and heavy metals out. 
you know, this is something the government has done to us. And, you know, we look at the trillions of dollars spent overseas in the Middle East, you know, and uh, again, for, for what? For nothing. And then meanwhile, you have uh, places like and it's just one of the places that on the map, like Flint, Michigan. They never right. did anything about what. Well, why, why didn't the president go in there and say, we're going to redo all this. We're going to have this new infrastructure. We're going to lay a new pipeline, all this stuff. We're going to get these kids and these families clean drinking. Well, we didn't do that. They just no. passed the ball back and forth and said, oh, it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. You know, and the Republicans will have the same. Well, it's Democrat run cities. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> exactly. Again, it's a national problem. Democrats fault. Yeah, it is. And it, it's it. But again, it shows you, as you noted, not, you know, I talked about this in survival of the richest. It's not always a profit motive. Because the people at the top, they because first of all, the, the because we have a counterfeit banking system, they can always create more money for themselves anyhow. They don't need they don't need to have a profit. They don't need to sell a bunch of profit. I mean, look in in my you know my industry, publishing industry, that you know I wonder about where all this money is made. But I, I remember when during the time one of my books, maybe it was again reels, the first one or something came out. Barack Obama's book was out, and uh, so I remember being at a book signing and like everybody was was asking me when they came up. Where's Obama's book? It's like, yeah. I said, oh, there I guess. Um, but I, there's no way. Same thing with Hillary Clinton or any political figures. They usually get at least a million dollar advance for these books. Now, you, to make a million dollars on the book, you're going to have to sell about a million copies, at least. There's no way any of those books, even with them giving them away to all the places they give them away to, which they're going to do. It's like, you know, sports teams give away, you know, sky squeeze and give away tickets to their corporate clients to make it look like more fans are attending when the average fans would price out of it. It's the same thing there. Nobody's, I can testify that the, the readership in this country has dwindled dramatically. So you have way less potential readers than you had 50 years ago. So to be giving any of these people a million dollar advance is, really really bad business it's hard so they either have some kind of way to write off the loss and the profits or something but it's a terrible business decision they continue to do it and you see that in so many instances where they make a look at golden umbrellas when the carly fiorinas of the world fail miserably lose uh stockholders money run companies into the ground like she did with a hewlett packard she got a 40 million dollar golden umbrella to go away and I gave tons of examples of that in Survival of the Richest, where corporate America, supposedly concerned about the profit motive, somehow they can find a way to fit an extra $40 million to a miserable failure to get them to go away. And it happens over and over again. They find the money for these things, but they, you know, they can't possibly raise the, the wages of the lowest workers because that will, you know, you'll be paying $50 for your burger, I guess. You know, well, how come that guy you have at McDonald's at that I talked about in Survival Riches that made $80 million that one year I was talking about or something to attend a handful of meetings. How come that doesn't make your hamburgers price rise? I mean, how many, how many raises would you have to give the workers to add up 80 million? But that's the problem. Nobody's asking that question. And, and you're right. There are always other agendas because we see it in something like ESPN. ESPN lost millions and millions of subscribers with their absurd wokeness and anti-white stuff. And they don't care. They haven't backed off. They've ground their feet and look at something like uh, Disney when they have the things happening in Florida, which is a good thing. DeSantis, uh, you know, finally. And I, you know, I'm looking at my friends on the left and they're all bemoaning out of it. And wasn't that the most egregious form of corporate welfare you've ever heard that Disney was getting? And the left used to could be concerned about corporate welfare. They don't 
mention a thing because it's woke corporations. Right. And so the left, the left now likes that. So this, this is the new agenda. It's not these, you know, these old guys in suits you used to see at the top that were, uh, you know, plotting on, you know, whatever. I don't know how to squeeze every penny out or something so we can make it, you know, make more profit. No, it's, it's about, Oh, you know, I'm going to give, you know, millions to black lives matters. I'm going to do this and that I'm going to be woke and I'm still going to get my huge salary and bonus. And the stock really doesn't matter. It's irrelevant apparently because they don't. <laughs> so there are other agendas always. And, and like you said they're, they're serving way more powerful agendas than uh, personal or business profits. Well, that's what concerns me about consolidation. Every time some of, one of these multinationals gets bigger and bigger, it controls more territory and, and more parts of the economy and supply chain. That's what is so dangerous. You look at like Bill Gates. He's like, what is this? Is the second or third largest owner of farmland in the U.S. now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is not good. Like every time they can, because they're not concerned so much with profit as they are with power. And this goes, we're talking about food shortages. We're talking about toxins in the water. Again, these are the most important things really, I mean, but this comes to become before politics. But again, we're kind of focused on all these things that don't matter a lot of times in the mainstream. And uh, yeah, folks uh, prepare uh, the best that you can. I've been, you know, one of my sponsors is my Patriot supply and uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm really thankful for their products because I'm getting that fluoride out of my water. I've, I've been fluoride free for some years now and I mm -hmm. use iodine and some of the, the other supplements to help you detox from that. But yeah, you just, how dangerous that is. We're looking at the chat and uh, there was a comment. Yeah. Fluoride in the water for your teeth is such BS. That's Tom Cooper in the chat. Well, we have a smart chat there, uh, Don, but uh, yeah, yeah, it is absolutely correct. You know, the, the main ingredient uh, to Prozac, is fluoride. It's 94% fluoride. And a lot of that's yeah. a, it's a way, it's a way to get people docile, you know, and again, you can, it's not a conspiracy. You go, back, well, it's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy out in the open. This is something that the, the Nazis used. And again, you can look that up. Prozac is 94% fluoride and yeah. uh, they're putting toxins in the water, toxins in the food. Now they're going to restrict the food. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you just look at any every bottle of uh, fluoride. If you see fluoride, if you buy a bottle, it's like it has a poison symbol on it. And so, you know, and I think it says keep out of reach of children, except the fact when you're making your children brush their teeth with it <laughs> every night. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's a bizarre. It's, yeah, they they don't care about your health. I mean, I can prove that by walking outside on a clear day, like, oh, look at the blue sky, and then all of a sudden. Giant streaks and grid lines in it. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm reminded that I'm, exactly. I'm living in a dystopian hellscape. So I look, we got a exactly. five tip from Joel Smith in the chat. Thanks, Joel. We really appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate you guys, that. Uh, yeah. Means a, a, a lot to uh, to myself, Don, and, and Billy. Bill, Billy's teaching yeah. a, a, a seminar on levitating. At least that's what I guessed. Uh, he's, not, he's not here today. And yesterday he texted good. me, asked him how he was doing. He says, I'm, I'm learning how to levitate. So I just assumed. <laughs> All right. I did mention too, cool. uh, Don and I will go over at least one more story. And then uh, we're thinking about opening up the phone lines. Let me go ahead and put the number in the chat. It's 888-770-1776. And this, uh, this is, again, this is an experiment. You guys can call in after uh, Don and I go over the next story. And this is this is something I'm going to enjoy very much, uh, Don. This is one of my favorite stories of the week. 
This is summit.news. CNN staffers in total and utter shock. <laughs> this is the CNN plus, which I think we yeah. could we could call CNN minus at this point. Uh, they're they're in utter shock at failure of network. Uh, <laughs> earlier this week, it was announced Discovery would shut down their network just one month after its launch due to massively underwhelming subscriber numbers. <laughs> Last week, it was revealed that fewer than 10,000 people were watching CNN plus per day. Wow. I mean, you know, I was listening to David Knight yesterday, and uh, I happen to know a little bit about his numbers. His numbers are right up there with that, like daily. Mm -hmm. So uh, he he probably surpasses that, doesn't even know it, because he has multiple podcast uh, links and channels and people that share his feed. So uh, we, you know, again, you have independent people uh, breaking that barrier daily. And think of the millions that went into CNN Plus <laughs> streaming <laughs> and um Chris Wallace went over there. Uh, the very smug. Uh, his dad, you know, was the, was a pretty good reporter uh, and one of the last, you know, journalists. Sixty Minutes, Mike Wallace, but Chris Wallace not so good. Uh, well, what do you think about this, Don? Is you know, I mean, again, could it could it happen to a better bunch of folks? No, yeah, it couldn't happen to a better bunch of people. But yeah, it's it, and and again, it's it, if you're sitting, if I'm if I'm a member of their board and they're discussing a move like this. First thing I would do is say, well, you know, okay, look at our look at our numbers, how they've been dropping uh, for free. You know, the people can watch CNN for free, and we're getting horrible numbers. Why? What makes you possibly think that people are going to pay for the same kind of content? And uh, what, what are you planning to pay, Chris Wallace? These are big names. How much do you are you? What are you going to pay him? Okay, why are we doing that? It's probably guaranteed. So whatever they they threw at him was completely wasted money. But again, any, anybody can see this, but corporate America makes these decisions all the time. I, I talked, in, uh, I don't know if I didn't talk to Rob Lewis, but he, it used to be one of my talking points where I would say like, you know, if I, if I took over a local news station, well now of course it's probably hard to make money at any local news station because people just don't watch it anymore. But back when they did, they used to pay some of these weathermen. In my uh, local area in Washington, D.C., they had Bob Ryan. Who was, uh, I, I remember he was making 700 and some thousand probably 30, 40 years ago. Year, uh, the guy would take off at least two, three days a week. He, uh, and, and, and he was wrong, just like all the so called meteorologists are half the time at least. So, and I, I kept thinking, if I had that, you know, if I had a television station like that, the first thing I would do is get rid of that kind of salary. And I would hire a young girl and have, have back then we could put her in a bikini and do the weather like that or something like that, or or hire an aspiring comedian like David Letterman who had it started as a weatherman. I would put somebody there that would entertain the people, give them a reason to watch it. Why would I have some, you know, some old boring guy who I'm paying that kind of money to you know be wrong half the time, just like the bikini girl and the comedian would be? You know, so it's like it's what that's that's the kind of thing. Same thing with sports, especially once ESPN hit there. Why are you paying some of these guys a, a lot of money to do this? It's irrelevant. But it's a, anchors anyone you talk about. It's 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 wasted money. So if I'm again, if I'm a board, stockholder, a board member, I'm going to say no. I, you know, let's 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 spend our money better here. Let's get more bang for our buck. But obviously, they didn't want that then. They don't want it now. So there's always been other agendas, and um, not all of them make sense. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But that's the way it works. And uh, so, you know, this is, it's, it's wonderful to see, you know, we're kind of dancing in joy to watch, you know, is, I mean, it's almost as great as the, tw the 2016 election when you turned on CNN and just watch, 
<laughs> watch their faces. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed this either because you know you were talking about that CNN's been funded somehow, right? I mean, again, ninety was it ninety five percent of all major media is owned by like three different multinational corporations. Yeah, so yeah, sure. yeah. All those yeah. corporations tie back to the same banking houses, so it's really yeah. owned by the same people. But you know, you, you look at this and you think, well, they've kept funding them all through these terrible decisions like Russiagate and everything's at the Trump <laughs> panel and you know yeah. just off the deep end and now they're the war cheerleaders and the co the COVID <laughs> networks I mean you know just every single case of COVID you know splashed across the screen with like you know uh, fearful mm -hmm. images but one of my this is my favorite part of the article this is Oliver Darcy and if you remember Oliver Darcy was confronted by Alex Jones at the Capitol and I think it was uh, <laughs> What did he tell Oliver? He says, you look like a possum that just crawled out the back end of a dead cow. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you did something terrible. Uh, to that cow. Anyway, uh, Oliver Darcy says, uh, CNN uh, staffer described the sentiment as total and utter shock that morphed into despair. At first, people were really freaking out. And then toward the end of the meeting, just turned to sadness. <laughs> the team was just huddling with each other. <laughs> it's like the, the recalling the the sinking of the Titanic or something. It's just, yeah. Oh, uh, it, this is fun. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and I, go ahead, Don. And I won't say, and, and it's it, again, it just, and it's like I said, it was much, very much like the 2016 election. Again, you, you didn't have to like Trump to be able to appreciate just watching the despair on these people's faces. I mean, it was. That's what I was hoping for. Again, I, I like like Trump a lot less in 2020, but I was really uh, my main reason for wanting him to win was to watch the media coverage. You know, that's going to be must see TV, especially after four years of Trump duration syndrome. Got to watch this stuff. I mean, just imagine the, you know, uh, Chris Cuomo. I guess was still on CNN there, and Don Lemon. All the, just watch this coverage at MSNBC. That was and, the best. Yeah, that just watch because they're they're just you know it's it's but but you know. It, even something like I said, we talked about ESPN, and then we look at news networks that don't draw any ratings. MSNBC, I mean, somebody told me, like, you know, uh, I think Rachel Maddow, you know, has such a really small audience. I mean, if they put Keith Olbermann back on, just imagine the, the piddly audience that, that that psycho would draw. Nobody's watching these people. So why are you putting them on? And you know they're paying them. Uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, uh, seven figures. They're paying them over a million dollars, I would guess, almost certainly. For what? what do you do? It's, it's a horrible business expense. It makes no sense at all. If, if, if capitalism is supposed to be built around the profit mode, it makes no sense. And then why would you, not only, well, why would you have a network of like CNN or MSNBC? And again, I only watch these when Tucker Carlson shows, because I, and I just, I'm, a, I'm astounded these people are on television. But when I look at somebody like this Joy Reid, it's like, and, you know, and she was caught on her blog recently, last month or something, with, you know, years of anti-gay uh, posts and everything that were, and, and she just, her explanation was, I honestly don't believe, I honestly don't think I wrote it or something. something. <laughs> it's like a two-year-old that got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. But who is putting, and I, when he shows these, They'll, they'll have lots of times, not even one white, they'll have three or four, you know, non-whites discussing something and they'll just be open. It's like 60 years ago at the height, you know, whatever, when they claimed white supremacy reigned supreme in America, you would never find a television network that would have four members of the KKK or something, you know, talking about how bad blacks and Jews were. That would have never happened on any television network. 
that's basically what you have now. They're just they're saying the worst things about whites, all whites, not just some whites. They're generalizing, stereotyping, which we were totally wrong. And it's like, you know, who their audience is still predominantly white. So what, you know, why would you be doing this? Again, something like Disney. Disney caters. I, I would guarantee you that Disney's the people that spend the vast majority of money on Disney World are incredibly overpriced Disney World. We, we went to it three times and yeah, it's a cool place. Kids love it, but man, it costs you a fortune to go there. And uh, you know, their movies, their products and everything. You know, we had all kinds of Disney paraphernalia when my kids were little. And uh, but it's mo- almost primarily white people that are spending all that money. So, and white straight people. So why are you sticking your fingers in their eyes with this, you know, anti-white and transgender stuff? But they're doing it and they're doubling down. Apparently their statements are, you know, even after uh, uh, DeSantis to give him credit. Great thing he did there to end this corporate welfare. They're doubling down on it. And the left is defending him. Apparently the left loves corporate welfare now. I know, but, it, you know, it's, but it's, you know, it's fascism. It's textbook fascism. I mean, these big corporations um, really are in charge of the government, which is a weird hybrid of fascism. But that's what we have, you know, and it's not yeah. about profit at all. Um, and especially in the mainstream news media, because uh, shows that like, you know, any alternative media shows could go head to head, toe to toe and blow away these milk scripted <laughs> teleprompter readers any Absolutely. day. But Absolutely. we're you know, we're relegated to certain portions of the Internet. But we're not allowed to even compete. You know, you, no. you used to you could have a, a YouTube channel. That's why. When somebody shows me numbers on a, a certain podcast or something, I'll say, well, you know, what are they covering? You know, are they really yeah. digging into things? Because the price you pay to make sure that all your channels stay up is either to ignore what's going on or to be in a time warp. And what I mean right. by that is like three years later, go, hey, did you hear about Bill Gates? Kind of like Joe Rogan. I like Joe <laughs> Rogan. But again, he'll go, did you know Bill Gates bought up the farmland? And I'm like, isn't that weird? <laughs> so like, I'm like, yeah, Bill Gates, he wants to dim the sun. And I'm thinking, is this an old episode or something? Like, <laughs> Being a time warper, you have to ignore things, and uh, I'd yeah. much, I'd much rather be in the in the real uh, part of the media, which is the alternative media, right here on Rockfin on the America Unplugged channel, talking to Don Jeffries. How does how does it get any better than that, ladies and gents? I have uh, put the toll free number up on the screen. I'll do it one more time. If you guys want to uh, call in and you have a question for Don Jeffries, if you'd like to uh, give your opinion on on <laughs> on planes flying into uh, food storage facilities. Uh, I'm guessing that our audience would not think that that is a coincidence at all, Don. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, it's 888-770-1776. I like that number. I like that number. (laughs) I bought this number for myself back Mm -hmm. in uh, 2016 or 17, somewhere in there. And uh, I've, I've just kept it. Uh, for a while, I never used it for anything. I just had it in my, uh, you know, I use it toll free for my gold and silver shop. And I thought, you know, when I was uh, getting your show produced a few weeks ago, I said, I'm going to bring this. Uh, I'm going to use this old number. So I'll use this for your show, my show. And uh, people can also text that line as well, Don. It's 888-770-1776. And you can call in and talk to Don. I'm like, hey, we got to call. Let's see if I can pull this up. Cool. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> Caller, you're on with Don Jeffries and Tony Arterburn on America Unplugged. Welcome. 
Hey, Tony, this is Joel Smith, Rockfin Chat. How you doing? Good, Joel. Hey, Don, do you hear that audio okay? I do. I, yeah, I hear it fine. Okay, hey, Joel. Joel, you hear Don and myself? I do not, but I can hear you just fine. So Okay. Oh, so, yeah. oh, good. Oh, so I'm like a couple minutes behind, so I don't know if there's anything specific, but is that if I bring up the border for something? About Absolutely. Something? Go ahead, my friend. Sure. Okay, so cool. I was listening to the Arterburn radio transmission the other day, heard you talking about the border, and I pretty much agree with most things that you say. I just think it's important to try to I live in Montana, so, you know, mostly conservatives, good people. But a lot of them, I don't think, understand that a big part of the uh, border failures is our foreign policy. We go into these Latin American countries and destroy their countries, which obviously leads to a whole bunch of people coming here. And then who knows who gets mixed in with those people. So I wish I could get through to a lot of people that just think you know there's a lot of people that come here obviously that want to get free things but i personally don't believe most of them are i, I work in construction and i meet a lot of hard workers that come up through there through the border illegally and a lot of them say that they would have just stayed home had not <laughs> we basically overthrown their government I'm just wondering how we can get through to a lot of people to make them understand that that is a reason that a lot of people do come here, I guess. Well, I agree with you. I mean, we have terrible policies when it comes to uh, Latin America and what we've done in the past. This is reprehensible. We do destabilize governments. And then again, we, but the problem that I have with the border is that there's no organization whatsoever. There's no rule of law. And that's the way our elites want mm -hmm. it. They're going to collapse these other countries and they're going to get these people to rush our border because they want to, again, these are, these are the elite of the elite causing these weapons of mass mm -hmm. immigration. So I'm, I'm again, I'm with you. I meet hardworking people that have come up and, you know, they've worked, uh, uh, in, in, I've worked with them in North Texas on projects, you know, you don't really ask where they're from, but you know, they're, they're not legal. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I've seen that. Yeah. Before. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, so, and then the problem is obviously you get all these people coming here and no one's vetting anybody. So God knows right. who is getting mixed in, in with them as the problem. Right. And I'm with mm -hmm. you. And then you got Abbott. Like, you know, if people are mad at Abbott for shifting all these people to DC, which is obviously a political move, we'll also be mad at Biden for making them political pawns in the first place, you know? And now, Hey, don't worry. We also are going to let any Azov members come in here from Ukraine unvetted too. So right. I'm sure that'll lead to greatness. Well, the way you would solve this problem is you would put the military on the border and you would have uh, yeah. a facility set up Absolutely. to allow people uh, refuge. You would be able to fast track these people. We've made it harder to get in legally than illegally. And that is a huge exactly. red flag. That's, that's what's going on here in the, in, in the U S of a, when it comes to immigration, these, these poor people have been weaponized and I think the, the border and I, yep. I think Don would probably agree the the border is a great test, right? It tells you what's real and what's not, you know, if you're really concerned about the war on terror and that they're all going to like Lindsey Graham, they're all going to kill us all, you know, <laughs> that, then, then you look at the border and like Jim Mars would point out, he said, we have no border. There's no war on terror. There's no, there's no border. We don't care. And the same thing with, with COVID-1984, you see that the border's the great, the great truth teller. So, uh, and I, I'll, I'll let, uh, let Don uh, opine on that, and then we'll we'll move on to the next call. Yeah, well, I got yeah, good I'm points. Response. Uh, I love you guys, and thank you.
Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you, Joe. Joe. We'll uh, let let Don respond to that, and we'll take the next call. Well, yeah, good good points because uh, and and Tony hit it exactly right. I've I've talked about that for a long time. You know, we have uh, the founder. The founders did not want a standing military force, like standing army. They did not envision that. They certainly would have been appalled at the military industrial complex, Pentagon, the intelligence agencies. But if it serves a purpose. It would be to guard, protect our border. We have been under, I mean, we've been under attack and invasion for how long? 40, 50 years now? Of course, it's a, it's a coerced invasion. These people are, are doing it. I mean, we're, we're enabling it and, you know, uh, probably paying for much of it. But, uh, and that's why it was so one of many disappointments of Trump when he would threaten to put the troops at the border and threaten to do, close the border. And of course, he never did anything. But uh, the, all those troops, we should bring them back. They're still stationed in World War War II, World War II locations, which is absurd. You're talking about, you know, 80 years later, they're still there. They serve no purpose at all. We have troops in 150 some countries all over the world serving no purpose whatsoever. Bring them home, or just bring a fraction of them home. Station them along the entire border. You don't need a stupid wall. You just put troops there. Immigration problem is solved immediately. And the fact that no one wants to do that tells you that they obviously don't want it solved because they profit from open borders. Uh, the, the most obvious uh, aspect of that being uh, cheap labor. Yep, cheap labor and a a permanent uh, underclass for voting. I'm going to go to the next call, Don. Cool. This is America Unplugged. Welcome. You are on the air. Thank you. Is this me? Th- that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Don, such a pleasure to talk to both of you. Um, man, I've been following Don for probably three years when he was on TFR frequently. And uh, ever since the demise of the great Kev Baker, I've, I've kind of stopped listening to him. But Tony, I've been following you for a couple of years now, too, and uh, so interested. In, and, and I'm so in tune with what you speak of. And, oh, just to let you know, I'm in your old stopping grounds. I'm just a little bit south of uh, Fort Bragg. Oh, okay. Great. Well, I love North Carolina. Oh, it's a beautiful state. I moved down here from uh, Seattle, thank God. Um, <laughs> last June, I drove 81 hours to get here and to Worth live it. with my son and his wife and their grand- their kids. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a fantastic move. I, I just love it down here. That's great. Well, I'm, uh, we're glad to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I just want to tell you guys, I, I totally in sync with, with everything you guys are talking about. And, uh, you know, they are trying to bring this country down any way you look at it. Anybody with half a brain can see what they're trying to do. I think a lot of people just have cognitive dissonance. They don't yes. want to admit that our, that our government will do this to us, but they will. And they are. And it's going to get worse. And, uh, you know, I hate to be a black filler, but it is going to it is going to get worse. And unless people get smart and start working on a grassroots level and and to try and bring this whole thing down, I think we're in for a real uh, you know what show. Well, I agree with you 100 uh, percent. You know, we're in a spiritual war, an information war. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end of all of our dreams and hopes. It's just the end of what we've uh, perceived as reality for uh, most of our lives. And, uh, I mean, somebody like Don has been writing and, and investigating for a way longer than I have. Uh, I'm sure, you know, is, is able to, um, I, I think probably adapt a little faster than, than, uh, most of us, you know, Don's been writing about conspiracy since the 1970s. 
So that's probably in, deep ingrained in his subconscious. I, I've a little bit later to the game uh, with this level of uh, of awareness. But yeah, I think we're all in this together. We'll take care of each other. Uh, and, I, you know, it probably at the end of the day will bring out the best in us. What do you think, Don? Yeah, first of all, thanks for the caller. Great points. And thank you for the support. I, I too, miss the, uh, the gang at T TFR. And I hope, uh, well, I know some have followed me. But, uh, you know, the, the, the showtime I protest Fridays, exact same time we used to do it on TFR, 5 to 7 p.m. And uh, I think we have a better format. Now, now this phone line appears to be working. It's great. I hear them great. I hope they can hear me. Uh, so I love the 1776 phone line. But it's great hearing from you guys. And, yeah, you know, we, we uh, they are trying to bring things down. I don't think there's any question about it. Now, you might ask why. Because, But, you know, that's what I, I – reference this often you know 1984 is my favorite book and I, i've read it so many times and it's more crucial now than ever because it's, we're, we're we're living it out in many aspects or going beyond him or well in many cases but the question that winston smith the protagonist asked himself was he just kept asking himself why and that's what i am you know i know how they do it i know who's doing it i know where it's remember the who what when where why thing uh so we know all those things except why what is the great why? What are they, you know, they have so much power. They have us where they want us. It's not like we're any threat at all to them. So at, at what point, what what are you trying to get out of this? And unless you just literally want everyone to die, but if you need, you need to have a base to exploit because you have to have enough people working and doing, you know, enough stuff you don't want to do to keep the system propped up so that you can afford you know, when you're, I, I compare our, our economy to a casino economy. You know, the casinos operate on the 80-20 rule, which is a very 80-20 reference we find everywhere, ratio everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's basically that 80% have to lose so that 20% can win. And uh, so the casinos, you, you need that 80% to come in and plunk their money down and not win anything so that the other people can enjoy nice profits. And that's the way our economy works. For 20% win. Uh, you know, to some degree, to a good degree, and then the absolute top is really, really winning. We can't even imagine it. The one percent of the one percent, especially, and eighty percent lose. So that's where we are as a country. And so we're already losing. I don't know why they want to bring it all down because theoretically, if they bring it down to a level where it becomes a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome type of world, at eighty percent, you you could end up with new leadership. But they must be confident that won't happen, that somehow the riffraff won't be able to, to overcome them. But uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's you know, the, 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 the immortal and, uh, and, you know, unanswerable why. Why? And uh, But I, I'd like to know myself. And I, I research and write about this all the time, and I still really don't know why. I, I remember you put it that, I believe, that same question at the end of Hidden History. I'll, I'll never forget uh, listening to the book the first time and then reading yeah. it. You, that is de that is definitely in there, and the, that is a big question. The great call, by the way. We'll uh, we're going to move on yes. to the next one. Thank you so much for the support. It it really does mean a lot to us. Yes. Uh, we've got another five dollar tip in the chat, Don. No vo no voter ID tipped uh, tipped us five dollars. Thank you so much. Like your name. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Frank Wood tipped ten dollars. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Means, uh, again, everything. If you donate to this show, I promise you. Uh, it goes directly back into the show and paying for the the podcast channel and paying for any any sort of uh, overhead that we have for the program. Uh, it goes directly to that, so we certainly appreciate it. Uh, we well, let's see if we can switch 
uh, let's see. I may need to see if we can uh, pull this over to another channel, Don. Uh, the number, again, if you want to talk, we'll at least can take one more phone call, 888-770-1776. Let me see if we've got uh, – do we have a new caller on the line? I just need to check. I'm guessing not. Okay. So, not, not, not yet, Don. Let me, uh, I'll, the, the phone lines are open, 888-770-1776, if you want to call in. And we got uh, one more, at least one more story that I wanted to go over with Don. Um, oh, gosh, I got two that I want to hit. Let's, let's try this one first. I think uh, this is something you've hit on and talked about. And you're writing, this is hit close to home uh, with you as well, Don, in the same vein of of, of storyline. Average life expectancy nosedives by two years since yes. uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, would love to uh, to see what you thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've talked about that a lot. Not only, uh, and you couple that with the fact that the, that the overall death rate from 18 to 64 went up 40% last year. Millennials are dying at 84% beyond their expected death rate, which is just really out of worry in everyone. You talk about very, that's young people. That's the future. That's my children. And uh, it's terrifying to think that. But the, that's another reason why, you know, what are we doing trusting the medical industrial complex? You know, there's, again, even if they weren't as corrupt as they are, they're failing miserably at their job, which is supposed to be saving lives. How is it with the technology we have? We hear all the time, oh, they can do anything now. Well, apparently they can't do as much as they could 50 years ago or whatever because the life expectancy rate is lower. I hear people every I just heard Neil Fleur, a great hockey player, died at 70. Athletes, I mean, you'd think they would have long life expectancies. Why, why are so many people, look at all the celebrities that have died this year. Uh, it's, you know, it just, we should be at this point it should be routine for people to be living 100 and beyond. We know they have life extension technology, and it's it's obviously given to people like Henry Kissinger, who is getting close to 100 and is going to be probably going to be the world's first obese 100-year-old. He's already the world's first obese 90-plus-year-old. Uh, definitely some secret technology going on there. I'm sorry. And you, you can extend that to Trump if you want. I mean, you know, if Trump really does drink 12 Diet Cokes a day and eat junk food, and uh, no, no exercise except riding around a golf cart and is overweight. Uh, I mean, really? And, and he appears to be in fantastic shape, incredible energy. Is there something secret going on there? So I, I believe we do have this technology for the people that they want to have it to. It's no, no, no accident that pretty much every Rockefeller lives to be a hundred, you know? Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's no question that this has happened. Uh, everybody ought to ask this question. Again, they ought to, you know, one of the conservative talking points I hate when they're criticizing Obamacare or something and saying, well, you know, he said you could keep your, if you, if you, you could keep your doctor. First of all, why would anybody want to keep their doctor? I mean, they're all pretty much right. I mean, why, why is that a talking point? The system is horrible. So at this point, people should be questioning their doctors, questioning the system and saying, why is the life expectancy rate going down? There's no excuse for it. It flies in the face of the technological process. You know, it's like, why can't we go to the moon today? We went in 1969. It's the same kind of questions people ought to be asking. It makes no sense. It's certainly not scientific, but I don't suspect you'll get many, you know, answers to it. And they'll probably blame it on COVID, which is nonsense because it started dropping before COVID. 
Well, you don't talk about a useless eater. That would be uh, Henry Kissinger. He's talked about <laughs> he invented actually, the term. He's a, yeah, he's a useless eater. Yeah, you're yeah. you're absolutely right, Don. And you know, um, the other group of people that wear white coats are butchers. You know, so we, we <laughs> stop worshiping the medical industrial complex. I mean, it's not leading to a longer life. I mean, we're not we're not getting better. We're not we're not uh, having a better quality of life. And uh, you start you know using the new. Uh, in, injections the uh, genetic code injection certainly isn't adding to anything either uh we got uh, a caller on the line let's see if we can get him live here cool. caller, welcome to america unplugged we still have you we still have the audio hello yep welcome you're you're hello? live you're on the air sir oh can you ask don about uh, his opinion on the ukraine war where it's going and what's happening to all the Western supplied military equipment, it's not getting to the Ukraine army. So is it all black market stuff or what? John, you got that. Well, uh, well, thanks for the question. Well, my, my opinion, and again, I don't know uh, what's happening with the equipment being sent over there, but I think probably the same thing that happened to the uh, millions of dollars in aid that was sent to Africa over the years, especially help the starving children. Yeah, but it never seems to get to the people. Uh, I can't begin to, you know, as I said, I think it's ludicrous for us to be to be involved in the Ukraine-Russia situation. And that's no matter what you think, whether you think Vladimir Putin is an ex-KGB guy and, and really is a villain, or if you think that he's saying some pretty good things, you know, which if the translation is correct, he does. But uh, it's it's none of our business. And we talked about the border earlier. You know, we, we our own border is wide open. We're doing nothing about it. It's one of the many things collapsing this country, the you know unbridled uh, illegal immigration and migrants or whatever. It's absolutely absurd. No, no sane country in the world would tolerate that. They'd do something about it, but instead we're uh, we're, we're we're doubling down on doing the wrong thing. But yet we're concerned about Ukraine's borders. That's absolutely absurd. And again, even if Ukraine was a great country, which it was this great democracy, which they're decidedly not. And this guy Zelensky wasn't a failed comedian actor, which is what he is. Uh, and, and he was a genuine, you know, George Washington type. It doesn't matter. It's not our business. And uh, they're not a democracy. Zelensky banned all opposition political parties there. And, and I, I don't want to go in on the side of Russia either. It's not our, it's George Washington said no entangling foreign alliances. Supposed to be the father of a country. No one has listened to him foreign policy-wise since uh, uh, at least 1898. Our foreign policy has been a disaster ever since then. Uh, John Quincy Adams originally said, America does not go abroad in, in search of monsters to destroy and monsters to destroy. Uh, we've done nothing but that since 1898, when the first false flag happened in the Spanish-American War. We've never looked back. And that's what we, that our entire foreign policy is built that way, and our foreign policy supersedes domestic policy because our leaders constantly keep us distracted by these foreign hobgoblins. You know, sure, you know, food prices are going through the roof and you know, planes are crashing into food factories and we're going to have food shortages and uh, the infrastructure still hasn't been touched. We have a third world infrastructure and the life expectancy is falling. And, uh, you know, we have corruption everywhere and no one's ever punished for the corruption. Sure, all that's going on. But Putin, Putin, we have to do something about that. So they're keeping you distracted again with bread and circuses. Yeah, obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think. And you know, some of the videos I've seen over there, you get the, you know, you get the uh, 
the Sandy Hookish type of thing where, you know, what's going on? You know, the video is old. It's being misrepresented. So I don't even know, man. There's a Truman Show aspect to this. But however you look at it, whoever's the good guy, whoever's the bad guy, it's not our business. We have a, a roof collapsing. Our children are starving. The last thing we should be doing is going outside, leaving them to starve and the roof collapse on and going and trying to attend to the neighbors. Well, I've never seen a, a sticker of Vladimir Putin pointing towards your gas price saying I did that. No one's no <laughs> one's made that. Right? <laughs> no one's made that sticker. That's how yeah, you know yeah. that's the manufactured slogan because no one no one put uh, that sticker anywhere. Vlad, it's Putin's price hike. No one <laughs> no one's buying it. Uh, elite lizard people. We're not buying the Zelensky uh, is the new. And again, the, the guy wears a T-shirt everywhere. It's such a psyop. Such yeah. a psyop. So uh, well. We're going to go ahead and, and wind down the show. I appreciate your call very much. Uh, Thank you. We had a great response today. Thanks for the yeah. calls. Yeah. Uh, it means a lot to us. I know this is kind of short notice, and uh, Billy wasn't here, so I said, Don, we'll, we'll take calls. So the guest has been the the audience, and uh, that that's that's great, Don. Are you, oh, I'd love getting calls. I myself, I don't think we would have gotten as many calls, but uh, people do want to talk <laughs> to Don, and I want to talk to Don, and I'm very fortunate I get to do that. So uh um, well, Don, um, tell people about your Substack because I know that's you've got some great articles that have been coming out lately. Uh, let me put this latest one on the screen. You guys should, yeah. can go and support Don by going to his Substack. It's uh, Donald Jeffries dot media, and uh, yeah, I just uh, talked about identifying as a victim industry uh, yesterday. I wrote and again; it's just it was a something I've you know I've actually wrote a little bit about it in the, in the Unreal's you know kind of talk because he's. Uh, Things like executive burnout they used to talk about, and, things like that. and some of these, and really the the entire to me the idea that alcoholism is, is a disease is uh, was spoofed very nicely by South Park. It's been spoofed by Norm Macdonald, no one else though. And uh, you know you you got to take a account for your personal behavior, but unfortunately people don't want to if they think they can, and that's why in this book I just kind of I tried to do satire, which is very hard to do in our in our society, which is spoof proof at this point because the reality is so crazy how do you improve on you know men giving babies and having babies of 57 genders but i talked about you know why if, if this continues why not why can't people that are called racist claim victimization status i can't help it i can't help the way i feel you know it's nothing i can do you know or, or blame their white parents and, and grandparents and uh, you know, it's, there's really no reason why you get or anything, you know, like I said, you know, if you if you want to marry a tree or something, it's just, this is the direction we're tra we're trending. And uh, I covered all that in the article. And, and I you can everything I have there is for free. So you can subscribe for free. But if you want to be a paid subscriber, you have that option. And it's certainly appreciated. So I, uh, you know, I appreciate everyone's support. And the, the calls were very nice. It's, it's wonderful. I love hearing from yeah, and Don had a great show yesterday. It's about to go up on the uh, podcast feed. Any of Don's work you can find on America Unplugged, America Unplugged Radio, anywhere podcasts are found, or you can go to AmericaUnplugged.com. I just I just put up a new website. I didn't even tell Don yet. I put us up a new website for our podcast, for this podcast. You can find all of Don's work there. You can comment. You can leave us a voicemail, all kinds of cool mm -hmm. stuff uh, with that. And we'll be back next week, folks. And, of course, you can find me. Uh, at the Arterburn Radio Transmission, Arterburn.news, and Wise Wolf uh, Gold and Silver Exchange. And Billy always says, don't burn the place down while he's gone. <laughs> Again, you don't want to burn this place down because, as we all know, office fires cause buildings to collapse with their own, own footprint. We don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm, just just being uh, 
just being silly. All right, we'll see you guys next week. You take care. Talk to you soon.